0: Welcome back to Do With Us, a series of the Forever Young podcast. We release episodes on the first of every month. If you're new here, feel free to subscribe and follow us to keep up to date with our uploads. I'm Charlene and I'm joined by Tom. Hey. How
1: are you guys? It's been a long time since we've recorded our last episode.
0: Yes, like 2020 was the last episode, I believe.
1: 2020, yes. I think it was just before Christmas break when everyone's like, all right, this is time for Christmas. I'll see you guys back in February. And here we are back in June.
0: June.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just had to double check that we're not in February. Uh, So let's just sort of go over what's happened with us two. What's happening with Forever Young, sort of what direction are we heading in and why the other two haven't joined us for this episode?
0: Well, first of all, it's a do with us episode, so they don't normally join us for those. (laughs) Yes, very true. But I think in the last six months, we've just been going through a lot of, I guess, changes in life and circumstances so I'm no longer in Melbourne I'm actually in Perth now so yeah big changes for for everyone and so we've kind of going through a reorganizing kind of shifting things phase yeah yeah,
1: yeah that's that's pretty much it I think Nick Nick and B have both become very successful practitioners I think they're very in doing their own sort of like directions. Like Nick's has his opened his own clinic and B has started working as a practitioner in two places now, I believe. So they're both really busy and it's hard to sort of balance between finding time for all four of us to record podcasts as well as becoming a Chinese practitioner, Chinese medicine practitioner. So, what we still plan to do is still obviously have our Do With Us series. Uh, and we're f- thinking of posting first of every month, like Charlene said. And yeah, we just sort of want to keep everyone sort of posted on. Keep reading, keep learning, sort of keep progressing in terms of where you want to head, either as a Chinese med practitioner or as a health practitioner, or just trying to help other people. At least that's that's what I want to do for the direction we do with us. What about you, Shalene?
0: Yeah, I think that's the main motivation that we were talking about earlier. But I think towards the end of last year with kind of coronavirus, lockdown, everything, I think the podcast was getting, if I'm being honest, it was getting like a little bit too stressful and it didn't feel as like fun as it was in the beginning. So I think taking the time out that we did, even though it was unplanned, kind of refigure out what we want to do and like kind of get re-motivated. I think what we want to do now is kind of like a bit more of a casual, laid-back approach, not be too strict on ourselves and kind of just have fun and see where it goes. So if we're a little bit late or there's a bit of uh, ums-ahs, then Yeah, Yeah. that's just what it's going to be.
1: That's all part of the fun that we're trying to have as well. Just uncut, raw editions. I think Nick hopefully will still be uh, editing these videos, so you'll still get a bit of his magic throughout each episode. And, yeah, we'll we'll just see where this heads.
0: Sounds good. So, what are we doing? Why are we here?
1: (laughs) Oh. Why are we here? No, we're um, we're here to review a book this month called Explain Pain by David S. Butler and G. Lorimer Mosley. And this is the second edition, I believe, of Explain yes. Pain that we reviewed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, like the name suggests, this book is all about sort of understanding and explaining how we perceive pain in like within the human body. Uh, I think this book is really, really good in terms of explaining pain, not how we, how we understand it as a general population. And they clarify a lot of uh, questions or problems where people are like, Oh, I have this pain. Am I going to have to deal with this pain for the rest of my life? Or questions that, Off the bat is not easily understood and they clarify a lot of those questions.
0: Mm. Yeah. So this book was recommended, I think, back when we were in uni by one of our lecturers. Um, The cover had some very funny illustrations, but it looked like a very interesting book. And did you read it in uni?
1: No, I didn't actually. No, yeah. I, I just looked at the cover and I sort of judged the book by its cover and I was like, <laughs> ooh, what's this?
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, from the cover you kind of think maybe it's like not a really serious book and it's just like not going to be super informational because of the funny drawings. But when you do kind of get to read it, it's actually super informative. But also in – it's written in a way that's really easy to understand. So not just for like um, practitioners or like medical medical people, like just general population. If you're experiencing pain, you will be able to understand this book quite simply.
1: Yeah, exactly. I just, they, they use a lot of, they do explain sort of the technical sides, but they use uh, simpler terms to explain it. Like during the book, they sort of said, for macrophages they explained oh these are the mop-up cells who clean (laughs) up all the sort of toxins in the body and Mm. it's in that way that it helps you as a reader understand like you don't need any prior knowledge they sort of explain things with really quirky images Mm. but yeah i think that's part of the fun of like keeping you interested and keeping learning is all these Mm. illustrations we'll go over some of these in the deep dive as well such as the mountain the mountain phenomenon uh, yes yeah all, all the, the orchestra, orchestra. <laughs> yeah exactly we'll go over that in the deep dive uh hopefully if you've want to read the book then obviously we'll go through all that sort of in time mm. so that being said did you actually enjoy the book charlene
0: i did it i thought that it would not be as informational considering like we've studied physiology we've studied like trauma and all that stuff but it was I don't know it helped me to understand what I didn't really or what I didn't know I didn't understand from uni like it's very clear now and there's like very like specific images that have been built in my mind from the metaphors that they've used and created so it was yeah it was a journey to read like it takes you on a journey and it doesn't really like jump around it's quite like logical the way they explain things so yeah I did yeah did you enjoy
1: yes I did I feel like going back to the mop-up cells I feel like it cleared out a lot like I think my understanding of pain back then was a lot more hazy in terms of like sometimes some sort of questions would come up from patients that I didn't really know how to explain properly. Like I understood the concepts, but I found it hard to sort of translate what I knew to talk to patients in terms of like, Mm -hmm. this is what you can expect. This is how you do this. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I had that sort of communication barrier, but I think with this book, it sort of helps in terms of, this is how I can explain it to you. I can use these analogies that make it really easy to click for Mm -hmm. patients is what I found really, really good about this book yeah uh, yeah some some of the images sometimes are a bit little bit too disturbing for me where I was a bit put off. Um, but it's all part of the fun. It's kind of quirky, but it's fun.
0: yeah. Do you think, think it's they're, oh yeah they're all like illustrated for this book. so it's not just like like photographs or things like that. they're like actual illustrations that someone's drawn. So some of them like it it takes you a while to be like, what is this actually depicting? Because there was one like that's like the journey of pain or like the recovery. I don't know if this is a spoiler.
1: Uh, no, no, no. Go for <laughs> it. It's a spoiler. Okay.
0: But it was just like the journey to recovery from pain, mm-hmm. and there was like these little um. Uh, I can't remember what it was, but like you just kind of follow the little map along, and then there's like oh my god, lake yes. of despair or something, and then like re-injury, and it's yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. It, it, it was like, um, what's that? the game of life?
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Where, it, where it's, it's sort like, of like... Which path are you going to take?
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like, do you want to go down the uh, non-acceptance path or whatever and trip and fall yeah. over or like not <laughs> yeah. do anything path? I think there's... Mm. The good thing about this book is I don't think it forces its opinion on you. It's telling you these are sort of how people react to it this is obviously mm. what we recommend mm. in doing and yeah. this is how you should approach it. But this is, they explain why these kind of uh, mindsets or how you interpret pain. So for example, if I hurt my ankle and I don't think I should move it, so I stop moving it and I don't mm-hmm. do anything about it. They tell you, Hey, this is why you shouldn't approach how you deal with your pain like this you should try it like this or vice versa. And, like, I think that's sort of what makes this book so good in terms of
0: mm.
1: why I think it's worth getting at least. Yeah. Do you think it's worth other people to sort of get this book or buy it or read it or invest yeah, in it?
0: I, I think so. At, at the very least, invest your time in it um, because... Wait, where was my train of thought? <laughs> Uh, was nope uh, i lost the words but basically uh, um it's like a very holistic approach which is i guess from chinese medicine what we kind of look at so rather than just saying this is your pain this is the physical things it t- looks at like your mental aspects um And what's actually happening in your brain, your emotions, and takes into consideration everything um, and explains how all of this affects your pain. So if you've been in pain for a while or if you know someone who has or if you're dealing with patients who has, I think it's really important to understand why this pain is so prolonged. Like normally you don't, I, I guess it's not normal for someone to be in pain for this long. So there's got to be a reason behind it. So, yeah, invest some time in this book and understand pain. (laughs) Mm. Uh,
1: My final question before we sort of go into the deep dive is, Mm -hmm. do you think every practitioner should own this book? Like, I think it's really good for Mm -hmm. people who want to learn more about pain, but do you think Mm -hmm. health practitioners should buy this book as well?
0: I think yes. Yes. I, as a health practitioner, I know it's hard to explain to patients why they're experiencing pain sometimes. Um, and they have a lot of questions that maybe you can explain technically, but it's hard for maybe the patient to understand. So this kind of is a, another handy way to just simple simplify your knowledge and help your patients understand um why this is happening to them and also kind of help once they understand it, they'll be able to be more active in their recovery as well. And I think from Chinese medicine, that's a really important part. Like you have a part to play in the healing, but also more importantly, the patient plays the largest role in their healing. So yes, I think it's a yes for health practitioners.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So that was the first segment of this episode where we sort of cover what to expect or why you would want to get this book. If you are interested in getting the book and you don't want any spoilers of sort of concepts that we dive into or sort of how we can relate this to our sort of practice, you can pause the video and give it a read before the next segment. And let's start it off from there. Uh, Welcome back. Now we're sort of going down deeper into the deep dive of what to expect from this book, uh, not what to expect, sorry, exploring a lot of the concepts of what were they actually talking about in explain pain and sort of our understanding and our interpretation of how you can sort of apply this in your either everyday life or in your practice itself. So to start things off, uh, my question for you, Charlene, is sort of what in in explain pain's sort of interpretation. What is what is pain? Explain pain.
0: What what is pain? So how do I get pain, pain? I guess when you have pain, your brain has decided that you're in threat or you're in danger or something's kind of wrong. So. And I guess the trick that or like what the brain needs to do is kind of or you need to figure out why this the brain has told you that you're in pain. So the brain is getting its like information from everywhere in your body, all the like different um, systems like respiratory um, and sympathetic and all of those systems. And it's received all that information and it's going, OK, something's not right Um I'm going to put you in pain because then this is going to help kind of rebalance everything. Yes. If that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. No, no. I think you're absolutely like the body and the brain is just there to sort of protect you in terms of, it's a more sort of like animalistic sense. They're just there to protect you. And This is more like in nature and it doesn't sort of interpret or it can't really interpret like physical, mental or sort of cultural cues of pain. So that's where you Mm. sort of come in and you're sort of giving things importance or uh, not as big of a significance in sort of how you interpret the pain. Mm. So what do you mean by this? Some examples would be like, uh, when you get a paper cut, so you're obviously not going to die from a paper cut, but the the sensations you feel from the paper cut like, wow, this is so painful. I feel like I'm going <laughs> to chop my finger off with this paper cut, but obviously it's not going to be that uh, severe from getting a paper mm. cut.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess the amount of pain doesn't – it's not equal to the amount of damage there is to your body. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. there may be like super amounts of damage, like car accidents or like crush, but like your body doesn't feel any of the pain and that's your brain going, okay, if I put you in pain right now, that's not helpful to the situation or there's too many areas that you'll feel pain. So instead we're just going to bypass this like, feeling of pain and give you all the other senses. Cause there's lots of different types of senses in your body rather than just um, the like physical, no mechanical.
1: Mechanical. Yeah. yeah there's, Mechanical
0: ones. Yes. Like cause mechanical is like when someone punches you and, and you Ow. feel the force. So yeah. that's like the mechanical ones, but then there's like chemical ones in your cells and there's like different other ones in your bodies. So rather than just temperature.
1: Yeah, temperature, yeah. Yeah.
0: So then rather than just saying, like, I feel this, like, physical, like, pain, the brain can interpret other types of senses as well.
1: Yeah, I I think it's actually honestly kind of amazing how we describe pain as well. Like, sure, we can feel, like, the mechanical temperature or chemical of the pain, but when we describe pain, I feel like there's thousands of words how we describe sharp, dull, aching like how would
0: dabbing twisting
1: yeah literally (laughs) any all the colors of the rainbow you can see when you sort of describe pain and i think that kind of comes in with the orchestra metaphor that we were talking about before the deep Mm. dive in terms of how our brain perceives pain do Mm. you do you remember much about the orchestra let me explain it to you Yes, Let me please do. <laughs> pain. So, within the book, obviously, they talk about how in an orchestra, there's obviously uh, lots of different instruments. Everyone's playing their tune, everyone's trying to create uh, a perfect song, right? So, when everything's functioning perfectly, the conductor's keeping the brain, uh, all of the different uh, instruments in tune. But what each instrument is is sort of represents the neurons or the pain receptors that we have in the body. So each each sort of instrument aims to uh, I'm losing I'm losing my track of thought now. <laughs> um yes, yes. Oh sorry. We have you know how we have billions of neurons within the body? Each mm-hmm. one sort of represents an instrument and how obviously it's up to the conductor in order to direct the flow of how the song is being played, right? Mm -hmm. So if, let's say that you're experiencing pain, there's problems with uh, the trumpets and they keep playing the same tune over and over again. Mm. If the conductor doesn't sort of redirect the flow or find different ways to sort of cover up or redirect the trumpets. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Eventually people are going to get bored. The same crappy tune is going to get played and it's going to, no one's going to be happy. And I think that's Mm -hmm. sort of that endless loop of what people do when they are experiencing chronic pain is Mm -hmm. the same sort of tunes getting played Mm -hmm. and how the conductor interprets that pain is sort of what, you can learn from this book is how do we here's a question for you charlene how do we (laughs) treat and direct pain when someone experiences pain what types of pain are there as well
0: what (laughs) (laughs) you mean
1: it's been a while as
0: in like we as in tcm practitioners or we as I guess from TC and we as human beings, I guess you want to, I don't know. I feel like the first response is like physical. So like, what have I done to the area and like physically what is happening? So the first response is to like treat the physical symptoms. Mm -hmm. But then sometimes once you clear the physical symptoms, there's, I guess, underlying things that might still remain so I guess one of the big things the um, book goes through is kind of like the fear and the like emotional aspects attached to it so I think you talked about this in the mountain model where it's Mm. like okay maybe the physical pain is gone we've treated that um but there's still kind of a fear of what if i re-injure myself or like um can i do my activity to the same level as before i'm not sure if that's what you're (laughs) if that's the answer to the question you were going for um but i think when we tend to treat pain we think more of like the physical aspects like um rather than thinking about like the emotions the i guess behaviors that are attached to the um, to pain as well when we should be looking at it all holistically
1: yeah how how do you sort of how has this book helped you sort of learn about how to redirect pain and change behaviors of how you see pain
0: i think Now I would like to ask my patients, I guess, their state of mind with the pain, especially if they've been kind of going through chronic pain as well. If there's certain behaviors or like certain things that they've stopped doing or like they think that they can't do or afraid of doing and to kind of see whether that's actually like. Like, if they physically do that, they can't physically do that, or it's just like a mental kind of blockage, a barrier that they need to kind of overcome. That, like, now their physical pain is gone, but then in their mind, they're like, oh no, I still can't do that. The pain's going to come back when actually they can do that. Like, they can lift their shoulder just that little bit, like higher, whereas previously they couldn't. So, whether it's actually a physical block or is kind of a mental block. So, yeah, I guess. The TCM is really holistic in that way anyways but I think it's important after the reading that book to kind of figure out whether yeah it's a physical or mental block
1: yeah no I, I think that's such a good point because uh, going back to that sort of mountain analogy mm-hmm. there was something that I found super fascinating was uh, the two different thresholds which was the pain threshold when your brain sort of tells you hey this hurts, it's time to stop. Mm. And the threshold of when your muscles actually stop functioning, Mm. like how that you've hit like beyond sort of your, uh, you've hit your capacity for that muscle sort of strength or your joint strength, Mm. and then it actually can't function anymore.
0: Yeah.
1: So what I really liked was during that sort of, when you've experienced chronic pain and you're sort of rewiring your brain from uh, sort of muscle, the mechanical pain, or the mm. whatever, the actual tissue, versus uh, how your brain perceives the pain. So it still hurts. Usually, mm. they have this—they have this graph of how long it usually takes for the tissue mm. to heal, and yeah. when there's still remaining pain within the nervous system. So even though your tissues and all your muscles or whatever has mm. been healed. You're still experiencing a lot of that pain, and mm. uh, that's what I really liked about the mountain analogy. Was it really helps me to explain to patients? Hey, you have a what was it? The flare up, mm. the baseline. Sorry, it was the baseline. The flare up, the new threshold for pain, mm. and the new threshold for the mechanical functionality. Mm. So when you have that sort of baseline explaining to patients, Hey, I know it's going to be pain, like at the start, it's going to be painful, but trying to understand where your baseline is and how much mm-hmm. you can sort of move the muscle, because obviously um, muscle tissues, joints, they all love movement. They're all build- mm-hmm. built and made to move. So when you have that sort of, uh, when you tell them that, they'll be like, okay, so maybe if I was resting for too long, that's that's obviously not going to do anything. Muscles mm. are gonna like atrophy, stop growing. They're gonna mm. lose a lot of that sort of joint functionality. But mm. once they can understand that, that they need to move, but not over exert themselves until they've got a lot of pain, then it's like, mm. hey, we have a plan. We have we can work towards that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really important to kind of to give them hope, because if you're able to say, okay, you're not going to be in pain forever, like it'll hurt in the beginning, but you'll move past that. I think that gives a lot of people a lot of hope. And I think another interesting aspect was, you know, the orchestra and all the instruments, like if they're the sensors in our brain, a really important thing to keep in mind is that the life of a sensor is short. So your sensitivity is always changing. So you may be experiencing a lot of pain now, but you once you kind of help treat it and kind of figure out or let the brain know that, you know, this isn't the sensitivity level that it needs to be at, then, yeah, you as well. So it's kind of like. Like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. So you're feeling this level of sensitivity now, but you won't always be feeling this sense level of sensitivity. It's always changing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I I really like that. It's like Mm. um, something I wanted to go over as well was what typically patients would ask or people in chronic pain would ask. But Mm. I think having that sort of hope really helps people know that you're not going to be suffering like this forever, or Mm -hmm. you're going to find ways to sort of tackle these issues head on rather than ignoring them or covering them up. Mm. Like this is going to be my life forever now sort of thing. Yeah.
0: Um, And I.
1: Oh yeah. Sorry. Continue.
0: No, you were going to (laughs) say.
1: I was just going to say, I was going to cover some questions that they asked in the book Mm. and see how you sort of, uh, would answer these now that you've read the books. This is like a pop quiz for you, I guess.
0: Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> Are you ready?
0: Uh, I don't know. Am I ready? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you should be ready. You're fine. Um, so, questions like, "What is happening to my body?" Do you think you could answer that easily now? What is happening to my body, and how long will it take to get better?
0: Isn't like if a patient asked me yes, what, what is happening, mm-hmm. I think I would be able to answer that. I think I can explain that the neurons in the brain is interpreting the pain as that they're in danger. And we need to figure out whether there's actually physical tissue damage or whether it's kind of um, something else, emotional, mental, um, behavioral that we need to work on as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's really good. I think that's, I don't need a strong level of Chinese medicine or health to sort of understand what's happening mm. and what you're trying yeah. to do. Mm. Um, I, I sort of want to touch on that as well. Like as a Chinese medicine practitioner, if they ask you, hey, what can you do for me or what can I like? I need help. How, you, how mm. can you help me? Yeah, Do you think you'd be able to un- answer that as well?
0: from Chinese medicine. Yeah, that's
1: right. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of practitioners or student practitioners like oh crap, what happens if someone asks me this sort of question? How would how would you sort of approach that?
0: Yeah. I think with Chinese medicine, I mean, we've been seeing this song for a long time we need to find out for each person the individual cause you know why they're experiencing pain where this pain has come from whether it's like overuse or whether it's trauma um, but injury to the area and then we work to help unblock the channels and strengthen what organs we need to and it's quite individual which is how i guess it fits into this book because through our natural consultation and um, that questioning we find out i guess the emotions the lifestyle all things that do contribute to pain as well so this book actually complements the chinese medicine kind of thinking and treatment approach really well
1: yeah like just hopping off on top of that it's like when they mentioned hey you need to move you need to continuously move the joints i was like Qi and blood stagnation. (laughs) Like, that's what's causing the pain is that the Qi and the blood can't flow through the joints Mm. of the meridians very well. And that's what's causing the pain. And they're recommending from a Western medicine perspective hey, you should move, even though at Mm. the start it might be a little bit painful to move, you should still sort of get that joint moving, move that Qi, move that blood. I was Mm. like, that sort of really (laughs) goes hand in hand with Chinese medicine. So, yeah, that's really awesome
0: but I think it's important to also note that moving is not like really strenuous kind of like crazy weights. It's more of like gentle movement. Um, so if you kind of don't move the stagnation or the buildup there doesn't really clear as much. And so that's why you get the, like when you go to sleep and then you wake up in the morning, you haven't been moving it. So it feels stiff. So that's the kind of stagnation staying in the area. So, yeah, an yeah, um, appropriate level of movement.
1: Correct, appropriate to you as the person suffering the pain. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's that's sort of the beauty is like when a patient comes in asking for give me in times of weeks or days, it's like, yeah. well, it really depends on your body in terms of like weeks and days, like how you sort of interpret it, how your body moves. We're all here mm-hmm. for like I know it can be quite frustrating for patients to sort of want to get back up and get back out there as mm. soon as possible. But sort of listening to that sort of mind-body connection or that virtual brain mm. that you have uh, really helps in sort of making you feel, uh, get better quicker and get better faster mm. in that sort of yeah. approach. Any final words, Charlene, before we wrap this up?
0: Um, I guess the there was a bit that was talking about like um, your ability to cope with pain and kind of overcome the pain and Mm. I guess my takeaway was like try to be active like use active coping strategies rather than passive coping strategies so passive would be things like avoiding the activity or just like waiting for your for like the healing to kind of do its own thing or um, just kind of putting I guess the healing or the getting rid of the pain on someone else as their full responsibility whereas being active is like learning about the problem kind of um, exploring ways to move that aren't painful and kind of staying positive but also kind of like making a plan and approach so if you or someone you know or you're dealing with someone in pain, I think it's really important to kind of help them take an active approach um, to the pain so that it gives them, I guess, an idea of what they can do and it helps the healing along. So active is better than passive.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I Oh, my God. We missed out on a whole huge part, <laughs> which is how to deal with the pain, which is like tools to sort of help manage the pain. Yeah. Yeah. do you you want to quickly go over it? Yeah.
0: You can quickly.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. Jump into it. We've sort of covered all the topics already, which is Mm -hmm. sort of the last few chapters of the book sort of ties it all so neatly together in terms of Mm -hmm. help them educate and understand the pain. So obviously being active, uh, understanding sort of what is happening to my body when I'm experiencing these pain sort of symptoms Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: pain doesn't always equal to harming the body physically. Mm. So just because I'm moving and it hurts doesn't mean that I'm tearing my tissues or tearing the pain or anything Mm. like that. Yeah. So that was tool number two, which is your hurts won't harm you. So obviously Mm. moving the joint when it's stiff uh, doesn't mean that you're breaking or destroying any of the tissue in the body. Mm. Mm. Number three is pacing and graded exposure so the common term is motion is lotion sort of (laughs) gradually exposing i love the phrases that they used (laughs) in this book as well yeah like another phrase was no pain no gain you're like no that's the wrong approach it should be uh what was it uh uh, i'll I'll write in the description i can't remember (laughs) at this current time and moment um but yeah, sort of ex- like planning it out, like Charlene was saying, and pacing yourself. Mm-hmm. And number four was, if you, uh, if there is a flare up that you did something that you sort of touched it, or like, mm-hmm. and it does end up going backwards a bit, don't freak out. It's yeah. you sort of experimenting and finding out new things about you. This is great mm-hmm. sort of ways to learn about yourself and accessing that sort of new information that you didn't have before without trying
0: mm. yeah i think All
1: right. <laughs> yeah sorry anything else can... you that, that you was want it to add? i was saying i was gonna ask if you could wrap it up and oh no i meant to wrap it up you're right <laughs> <laughs> so we hope this opposite. wait 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 oh. wait
0: how many yin, yin yang logos do you want to give it
1: i honestly I have been so out of reading books that I honestly want to give this like a four, four point five yin yang logos out of five. What about you?
0: I would give it a good four. Some of the some of the illustrations were a little bit hard to interpret. So I kind of like stayed on the page for a while. But other than that, yeah. It was really it was good. good. Very yeah. interesting read. Yes.
1: So we hope this offers you some insights into explain Pain from us at Forever Young. We're so glad to be back. I think it's really nice to sort of get back mm-hmm. into the flow of Do With Us. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Facebook. Join our Facebook group for the Facebook discussion, uh, the book discussion.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Facebook. Let's discuss Facebook on yes. Facebook.
1: <laughs> yes, let's, <laughs> let's do that. Next up on Do With Us, Facebook. We're reading Facebook.
0: (laughs) And we've been the Forever Young Podcast and we'll read with you next time. Bye. Bye.